Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Hello and welcome to the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And with summer being in the air here in the United States, we're moving on to Superman for All Seasons, the summer edition. And going to give a little review for that today. Uh, this We did the spring, back in the spring, we'll have a link in the show notes, but... Yeah, this this is the second of four seasons and issues of the book. Uh, first debuted in October of 1988, 1998, uh, written by Jeff Loeb with art by Tim Sale. This is obviously set in the summer, and it is uh, Lois Lane narrates this issue. Uh, what do you think of this, Zach? Yeah, so we, in the spring, you can go back and listen to the spring and kind of um, get our takes on just the general like feel and art of this series uh but basically it it follows right in the same vein of that um but it spends a lot of time with superman and metropolis and it really it's really like asking the question so each one of these season kinds kind of asks a question about superman and answers it through the story and through the narrator and to me i feel like the the question that this season is asking is like kind of what does superman do when he's not being superman and like who does he spend time with? Like, is he, is he lonely is kind of the question that's being asked. Right. And it turns out, yes, he right. is. <laughs> he, he is quite lonely. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really cool. Like, so the spring was sort of had some origin elements and was sort of the beginning of Superman, basically his, why he leaves Smallville. This we jump right into an established Superman and it's really kind of Lois Lane asking why he is what he is and what he's what he really does. Um, and I thought it was really cool early in the book where Lois asked the question, which is basically what this whole series is asking. She says he can do anything he wants to, and he decides to do what? Be a hero? Why? <laughs> right. And I thought that's like a really cool look at, you know, this is one of the things we're looking at in this whole series is why he does what he does. Mm-hmm. And I always like it in comic books when we kind of step out like a lot of time we're just we're right along for the ride with the hero and we don't ever really get the perspective of like a normal person like us and so that's why it's kind of cool and especially in this where the narrators of each season is a normal person right um, that we get to kind of see it through their eyes and maybe it's easier to connect to them because like if you try to pull yourself out of it, like I know a lot about Superman, but like say that happened in the real world, like what would I think about it? I would be like, why? Okay, you're all powerful. You can destroy anything you want. You could be rich and famous. Like, why are you only saving people? And like, you don't want people to know who you really are. Right. And it's it's easy if, if you've been a fan of Superman or, or comic books or whatever superheroes for a long time, it's easy to, it's easy to just accept that. Oh, that's Superman. That's what he does. But it, I like how this looks at it like, well, you know, if this really did happen, why? <laughs> right. Like, that's crazy, you know, and can we trust this guy and, and what is he all about and why does he do what he does? Yeah. Um. So this one has a good deal more like dialogue and action than the first one did. Although, again, the action, it's not really that important what is happening. Right. Um, it's like the background almost. Right. Um, but basically he, Superman like stops a submarine that has some nuclear weapons on it, um, which is, they were manufactured by Lex Luthor. And so Lex Luthor is there and he's like annoyed with Superman and says that 
he and the taxpayers are cleaning up after him because he kind of like throws the remains of the missile or whatever on the tarmac and um yeah yeah basically lex luther thinking of superman as a menace because he you know saves whatever saves millions of people but he left some light litter on his submarine or something like that yeah and then there's also a part where um lois lane gets captured by a terrorist and superman has to make the decision to to help her has to and it's very very batman versus superman i think you you said that first and that I, i do agree with you on that like the kind of Lex is mad at him because he's all powerful and he destroys things. And there's also a, a situation where Lois is captured by a terrorist and Superman right, has to take a gun, her. has a gun to her head. And yeah. Lex, of course, uh, tries to thinks he can talk the terrorist out of it, but he quickly gets shown up by Superman saving her. And, you know, Lex feels powerless compared right, yeah, to, and, to Superman, which, you know, he's not really used to because he's super rich and can pretty much do whatever he wants and he's not used to not having the power in the situation right he's i mean he's a billionaire and he offers to give her a helicopter ride back to the planet so she can write her story she's like oh i think superman will just (laughs) give me a ride there it'll be a little faster (laughs) uh yeah but we see her we see her um warning superman though like even though you are superman you can't talk to lex like that because you know he kind of gets confrontational with him and is like accusing him like you know if i figure out that you're behind this somehow like the weapons in the submarine you're going to be in trouble and she's like even though you're all powerful like he has deep connections and has has ways of hurting you so i would be careful around him right and this is obviously before lex Luthor is revealed as a horrible person and yeah. um <laughs> so everybody thinks he's this great benefactor and everything and superman's the only one who sees through him and realizes he's the cause of a lot of the issues yeah uh, and then we get to see kind of Superman slash Clark just being lonely. Like we see him go back to his apartment and just eat a peanut butter sandwich by himself in this tiny little <laughs> studio apartment, which is, yeah. you know, that's not the image you conjure to mind every time you think about Superman, but that's, you know, that's real. Like that's, that's part of his life too. He's not always fighting crime, saving people. Yeah. And he's just got this tiny little TV in this tiny apartment and he's just laying in bed there. It, it's really sad and you can see how lonely he feels um, partly because he is the last of his kind mm-hmm. and partly because he's just a small town kid in the big city by himself. Right. Yep. Uh, and so he, he ends up going back to Smallville to visit his parents and right around this time when Lois is narrating, she says that she says something about the fortress of solitude and like is wondering where it is. And right as she's wondering that we see him hugging jonathan kent and the giant field it's like reminiscent of the from the spring one where he sees the sunset it's just like this big open it's not cramped like the city uh but that's his right now that's his fortress of solitude yeah really i I thought that was a cool way to look at it um in many ways smallville and the kent farm are more his fortress of solitude than the the actual fortress of solitude because it's pure solitude there if that makes any sense right Um, yeah whereas he you know he doesn't go to the fortress of solitude when he's he needs consoling he goes there he goes to smallville for that yeah Uh, but we see even in smallville he kind of feels out of place and so it's um it's kind of the opposite of metropolis where in metropolis when he's clark kent he kind of just fades in to the background nobody notices him and in smallville everybody notices him and he's like the most famous thing because he's a big (laughs) 
big time city reporter and they get the daily planet delivered there now because he works there which they didn't before yeah they Um, get they get the big city news even in smallville yeah um but you know it it was interesting one of the thing it just seems like innocuous but like jonathan kent asked him like is it hot there in the city and he says no the air conditioning's on all the time the people don't even notice that it's summer and like to me that's like i think it's trying to symbolize like in the city they have all these conveniences and they have like modern living and stuff but they don't notice anything at all like they they so remove any chance of like conflict or discomfort that they don't notice the things going on around them including the people around them which is like the opposite of smallville where they notice everything and it's he can't be superman in smallville because people would figure it out really easily because everybody knows everything and everybody notices everything wow uh yeah (laughs) yeah, that was deep and well said that's a that's a really good point Uh, a really cool way to look at it yep um and he sees sees Pete Ross again at the what the soda fountain, whatever that is, and he's still like he wants out of Smallville, wants money, and he's kind of upset that he's not the one who made it out. And right, it's just, it's just kind of the sentiment of the people in Smallville, which you know Clark doesn't really relate to because he doesn't want to be rich; he just wants to help people. Uh, he also sees that Lana Lane is gone. People thought that she ran away with him, but he hasn't heard from her in a long time, and so that's just kind of another stab in the the loneliness i guess you could call it right someone he can actually share a little bit with because she knows about him anyway and she's gone and i think pete says you know she sends postcards from wherever she is but she's basically traveling the world and he can't even really connect with her yeah uh so he leaves smallville goes back to metropolis and there's a big chemical fire um and lex has some drones that he's built that are trying to put out the fire and save people, uh, but they're not exactly doing that great of a job of it. And Superman comes and saves a woman that they were going to leave behind. Like he x-ray visions and sees her in the fire about to die. Uh, and so she's, he is her biggest hero after that and like ends up on the front page news and you know, Lex Luthor's not super thrilled about it. Yeah. Again, another way Lex is trying to replace Superman with the, what were they guardians of the city or something? Yeah. And, um, you know, they seem good, but, you know, except for the lady they were going to leave there to die. That Yeah. Even Superman's still a bigger hero than whatever Lex creates. Yep. Uh, and so this this issue ends with Lex Luthor showing up at Miss Vaughn. That's who Superman saved. Um, showing up at Miss Vaughn's apartment and saying, together we can help Superman in ways you've only dreamed of. Which everything Lex Luthor says is just really creepy. Like, on the surface, it seems okay, but... <laughs> look at his face and like no that's not cool man yeah he well i mean it, it helps that we know who lex Luthor is but yeah he does sign, kind of seem creepy and he's the art for him is sort of creepy looking and and mm. i think he's balding in this one right and yeah um so he's not full bald lex Luthor yet but he's getting there and it's sort of like it's almost like he's unraveling the more the more that superman's around and the world is starting to see the true Lex Luthor. And I, I'm i assuming that's what they're going for with having him. You know, he had full hair in that little, at the end of the first issue. And as time goes on, he's just, his balding is a way of showing him unravel. That's good. I haven't even noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously he has something sinister planned. Um, but yeah, that's it. anything else for the summer issue? No, again, I really enjoyed this. It's, this is a really unique look at Superman that um, 
I'm glad we got into because it's really, it's like you said, we're really answering more looking at the questions behind Superman, who he is, why he is, the way he is, as opposed to just, you know, some rock'em sock'em action that, you know, it's cool to see with Superman, like you need that, but it's cool to see the motivations behind that as well. Right. And it's not just, you know, it's classic, It's it's got a feel of classic Superman, but it's not like happy-go-lucky, aw shucks, you know, he's he's out yeah. trying to do the right thing, but you can, I mean, it's it's kind of a dark place to be a lonely Superman sometimes, and this is a cool way of looking at that. Yeah. All right. Well, that is all we've got for today. Um, we'll be back with this again in the fall sometime. We'll figure out when we plan that. But yeah, thanks for listening. We'll be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening, and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and dcdailydrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.